Assalamu alaikum everyone welcoming you to yet another brand new series of the advocates podcast the untold stories after the remarkable success of season 1 we present season 2 where we share seven powerful stories that will touch your hearts change lives and inspire i am shaza and we are in conversation with taha's mother fazia salauddin a software project manager founder of Taha's homeschool and an ASD compassionate if there are three things you take away from this podcast there'll be motivation inspiration and loads of positive vibes assalamu alaikum fazia assalamu alaikum shaza welcome to the advocates podcast how are you thank you. good to be here pleasure to have you acha fazia tell us a little Ji. bit about taha when did you notice there was something different um taha is uh, the third of my three children he is 15 right now um and we uh, noticed that um he wasn't uh, the same as our eldest when we had him but you know all children are different so we said okay um i come from a family of doctors so uh, my parents said nay nay nothing to worry about they all grow up they all start to talk i said all right um i had had two children before but i guess that was not enough experience for me to see the red flags um i was also a working mom at the time so maybe i missed those i'm not sure but uh when we put him in uh, montessori at 2.5 he was going with his elder sister that's when the oh. teachers from the montessori came back and said he doesn't sit uh and he has attention um problems and uh, the thing that he enjoys the most in the entire day is music so okay. that's when and they said you you should go you should go see somebody because he is different um and we're not sure we can't tell you and i think that was their subtle way of saying ke uh get him tested or get him seen find out what's going on before it's too late before before you lose that time so which was a very nice way of uh telling us ke jao ja ke dekh lo go find a neurologist or a pediatrician somebody who has a expert opinion huh. so um so we went uh to so i talked to my elder sister my elder sister is also a physician and uh, she said first get his hearing test done because our biggest red flag at that time was you would call out his name and he would not turn to look at you as most children do and he was about 3 at that point um he was babbling he had some speech but not clear enough he would say mama aba dora you know stuff thoda sa but not not clear sentences as you would expect at a at a 1.5 when children start to talk um they start mm-hmm. to make a lot of sense and he wasn't there yet and he was running down the stairs and running up the stairs he was he had the energizer bunny in him um so we weren't really sure but that was the, our biggest flag when we went when we were referred to the testing um his bera came out clear so he he his hearing was fine so then we needed to see a neurologist so we got referred to a neurologist and um i think within 5 minutes they they said ke uh, he he they didn't say he was on the spectrum 
they jumped to the attention deficit part first. So attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. That was the first label that we heard. And uh, the journey from there, I think for most parents is the same, uh, whether the child is on the spectrum or attention deficit or ADD, you have to start therapies. Because what, what you what do you have to do? Where is the path now? What do you what challenges are you going to face? So some somebody needs to tell you this. And when I look back now, I feel ke I think a support group would have been a, a much, much needed um, entity at that point in time, but we didn't have that in Karachi at that point in time. So the physician, uh, with whatever empathy and sympathy they had, told us this is going to be a hard job. Um, you know, buckle up, and these are the therapies that the child needs: speech, occupational, go. Those were the two standard therapies. We went to AKU, so we, we at that point they didn't have a therapy department. Now that they have a rehabilitation department fully equipped. So we, we said, okay, um, but our experience with the physician had not been particularly um, uh, good. Um, we had been waiting in the waiting room at AKU for more than an hour. Uh, and you can imagine a three-year-old attention deficit child running around. So um, uh, we said, okay, we're not looking into AKU for therapy because we don't know what is happening here. But we reached out to people, we spoke and we found Maisha for uh, speech therapy. Uh, a couple of years ago, there was only Maisha for uh, therapies and. G. G. Um, we were Alhamdulillah, uh, we were lucky. We found Anika Shah. She was um, uh, she had a really good head on her. Um, when we would come back to her, we would ask her questions. She would settle us down. She would say, you know, don't worry, he's not violent. So don't worry about him running around here because he's three this is also part of their growing up cycle um and you can't uh, strap him to a chair you have to let him explore but at the same time he needs to have structure so i think the biggest thing that came out of our visits was he needs structure structure is important he needs to know where he's going what he's going to do there um, even if he doesn't know how to read start using a visual schedule so that's when a visual schedule entered our lives we didn't know what it was we didn't know how to find it we just knew okay you could use pictures to communicate with a child who wasn't ready to read yet the other thing i think um, was we started to read to him um, uh, so we started to read with him every day regularly, either myself or my husband. Um, you know, just before bedtime, toothbrush, uh, yeah. yeah. few minutes yeah. of reading. Just few minutes time. of reading, story time. And he would love his story time. He would have 10 books. Barney ki first uh, stage one reading books. He loved Barney. So Barney ki hume paperback mil gayi thi So we would keep on uh, cycling through those. Enough ke when he reached 3.5, he had memorized an entire book of maybe 15 pages. Itni padi thi, itni padi thi, itni padi thi. He remembered wow. because he, I know he couldn't read, obviously, <laughs> but he had, he had memorized mm-hmm. ke is page pe ye hai. So uh, uh, at that point, you know, I wish I had somebody who would tell me, 
look look at this achievement don't keep on looking at the glass half empty look at what you've got uh, he's memorizing so his brain is yeah. working and you know when we have children we we mm. we set a very high standard for them and for us uh, we think we pata nahi kya kar lenge kaun sa teer maar lenge we this experience has taught me ke uh, you know live day to day be thankful for the things that allah me has given you protected you blessed you with and be happy for their happy khushi jis cheez mein mil rahi hai un unke liye khush rahe us unko bhi khush rehne de mustaqil ye yaad nahi dilayein ke yaar tumhara a nahi aaya ya a star nahi aaya and and you know at this time when i'm saying all of this i remember myself saying that to my eldest because he remembers it he says you never said well done you said oh you're not on the honor roll and i feel bad for him <laughs> you know okay i i it took me a, a few years of being a parent to understand and maybe it was the ha um that made me understand that and now i was i i just tell them you know you want to do something you go do it uh be happy what you're doing be grateful to alamia remember him uh, every every time you you have a blessing but i don't expect you to be an astronaut i don't expect mm. you to even be a doctor do what you want to do do what makes you happy in life so we went through therapies um we went through speech first because speech nahi thi taha ki usko wo jo babbling wo kar raha tha usko speech nahi kehte hain so the doctors told us so we said okay um ha no, that's not ji bilkul um, she had i think 50 words whereas you're supposed to have 3000 um and i made a list isliye mujhe wo yaad hai abhi tak mm. mere paas rakhi hui hai i keep a diary of things that we went through because it reminds me of my glass half full it reminds me of how this journey has come about and it's it's really important for you to be able to look back on the beautiful things that have happened along in that journey not just your struggles so um wo sari cheeze maine apne paas likh ke rakhi thi batane ke liye bhi to the doctor and uh, so we started speech therapy with anika sha and uh, i think she was doing a mix of speech structure a structure that i jata hai because most therapists um, follow the aba teach method uh, even though they may not, not say it but they will follow a structured method where the child comes in you know uh, structure hota hai salam dua kare baith jaye so sitting tolerance sikhana so because he was so young at that time he was just 3 3 and a half to unko sari cheeze naye sire se sikhani pad rahi thi ke baithna hai khana kaise khana hai baat kaise karni hai page kaise turn karna hai where where to turn the page from not to turn it from the middle of the book but to turn it from the side you know dog ear karke usko side se turn kare um us energy ko thumb थम जाना उसको एक्सरसाइजेस कराना उसके साथ एक रैपो डेवलप करना एंड वाज वाज वेयर आई बिकॉज़ दिस दिस माय फर्स्ट एक्सपीरियंस and he had a lot of strength he was happy he was strong he had no issues in gross motor skills he had delayed fine motor skills he had uh, attention uh, deficit issues he had uh, hyperactivity this is all at 3 years of age um he had no speech 
So all of those things, I needed to learn how to work around them and with them and think about his trends. And again, um, I didn't know. It, it took me a lot of years to come to a point where I now look back and say, Allah ka bahut shukar hai ki he was, he has the things he has. For example, one of the things that constantly come up in autistic mm. children is they are unable to fall asleep. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Allah Taha has always had good sleep. He's, a, he's a, our uh, solar child. He goes to sleep at 8 and he wakes up when the sun comes up. So, he will be up. <laughs> so, uh, we had to work around that schedule. And it was many, many years that he learned to let go. I think it's been last three years, I, I would say. Ke, he now is his own person. He is able, he wakes up, he does his own thing, be it reading a book, be it uh, turning on the TV without electrocuting himself and just watching Barney on TV. <laughs> so, um, our therapies which is just speech and um, occupational, and they have carried through. Uh, so since three, he they have carried through all the way. He's still getting occupational therapy. Alhamdulillah, speech is now much clearer, more articulate. Alhamdulillah. That's great. Acha Fazia, when he started school, he started school at the age uh, of, uh, when did he start he, school? Uh, two and a he half, I would say. That's school meaning uh, Montessori. Montessori. What so, how, how did he um, cope in school? Because and uh, his elder sister was already going to Montessori. So they just said, yeah, okay, we have space. Let's induct him. So he started going. So there was, you, you know, there's no, I don't, I guess there's tests here, then, there now, but so in school, he would, he'd be happy to go with his elder sister. So we had a, a lot of support from his siblings going to school. Uh, he'd get ready, uh, I'd get him ready, I'd give him breakfast, and I'd leave him to school. With their little bags of lunch and uh, pani. And then in school, he would roam about. And uh, despite the fact that the school was um, just a normal Montessori schools, but they had extra teachers, I would say. Because uh, I think they keep more teachers uh, on hand to handle for one and one um, so he would roam about the school he wouldn't really be particularly uh, focused on doing the work that the other children were doing he wasn't interested in interacting with them um, the most interaction he would have with them or and or the teachers would be at music time um, that's when he would really be uh, attached and attracted to the music keyboard and uh, he would um, uh, jump about and uh, not try to sing, but, you know, jump about. Yeah, I think that was the, the word that that is uh, absolutely that, okay, that was the peak hour. of the day. I think almost every day. Hota hoga ye, but, uh, you know, Montessori skills, writing he was not interested in and he didn't want to do them and later on obviously we realized because he was unable to do them he didn't have the dexterity or the fine motor skills to the muscles to support it so he was not interested it was difficult for him and um i think that's where 
special schools and special ed teachers come in because if they are able to pick up on those kind of things then they are able to work with the child uh, i am not being ungrateful at all i think um, uh, the montessori teachers were fabulous for taha because all our children just need lots and lots of love and support and so they provided love support and a safe environment for him to uh, spend his day um whether he was learning something or not uh, um is a very um, side question but he was interacting chot bachon ke sath teachers ke sath not actively not in a in a functional way but socially interacting hi hello karke bhag jana people would look for him but because it was a safe environment so kahin ja nahi sakte the wo he couldn't endanger himself uh from from then on so this is montessori from then on uske baad the journey starts of actual school and um, actual school which is called uh, kindergarten um, again i would say we were very lucky and blessed ke he was the younger of our three kids so the school teachers the headmistress the administration the the guards everybody knew us um taha mein aur and mere eldest mein takriban 6 saal ka sawa 6 saal ka difference hai so um, my eldest was already up in class 2 but in fact he had already gone through class 2 when taha entered um and since we were lucky to have all the same teachers they were all there so they were particularly um happy to help a third child they did not know um we told the headmistress and we we emphasized that we know that there is our challenges but we will help you to the best of our abilities and we want the same kind of support from you uh we were very very lucky that the school was an open kind of a school they were progressive in their thinking so they didn't want to peg taha down either they said um uh, let him explore and he is safe here when he is ready he will join so that line when he is ready he he will come yeah when he is ready he will start to do this that line stayed with us for uh, kg1 to class 1 class 2 four years he was in the kindergarten section we got a lot of support from 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 them there was a lot of understanding there was unke liye bhi it was a learning curve and i was there in school uh, all day helping them as well because we there were strategies that they didn't know that i had to communicate to them but they were open enough to allow that they were not defensive they were not ke hame aata hai hum handle kar lenge they didn't we knew they didn't know how to do it because this was even though they called themselves an inclusive school they didn't have really that many children who were special needs um so you know demarcating an area uh, to uh, to allow taha to know this is where he is supposed to sit uh, because the other neurotypical children unko to zarurat nahi hoti hai isi boundary ki but taha knew oh this is my circle i need to sit here um uh, little little strategies using colored chalks to write uh, so visual schedule is waqt in school mein introduce nahi hua tha ghar pe bhi khas nahi introduce hua tha but the use of colored chalks and them being open to using that or site pe planner likhte the um, math and english and you know clay and music is tarah se likha hua hota tha and i asked them would you be interested would you be open to using colored chalks and so the colored chalks not only helped taha it also helped the other children 
when I introduced uh, the visual schedule with pictures uh, and uh, big words, mm. big words meaning math, and big letters, it helped the other children also understand, ke, oh, this one, two, three actually means math. So now we have a math period. Um, and I remember the class one teacher telling me, ke, Ab class two mein ja hai. Can, I, can I keep these? Because they helped the other children also in class. And I think they'll be able to use them for the next batch that was coming up. That, that made me feel, ke, oh, uh, you know, having an inclusive environment and allowing special needs also enables the neurotypicals to become aware of many strategies that can also short circuit their learning. We had our ups and downs. We had a teacher um, in grade one who was completely unable to handle Taha. Um, so the school did ask for a resource teacher. Um, so it's not the this journey was without hiccups. But the important factor here is that as parents, we're so defensive and we're so hurt and we're so much in denial that everything pricks, everything seems like a, a, a wall uh, closing in on us and falling down on us and we're buried underneath its weight. And uh, we forget that everybody else also needs help and us coming out of our shell and helping them allows them to help our child. So the class teacher in class one had a difficult time uh, dealing with Taha. She just wasn't ready to work with a special needs child. And so we went back to the headmistress. And I think the headmistress was amazing to have owned the fact that, listen, I this class teacher is excellent for neurotypical children, but I can't, but she's not willing to work with your child. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to work around this uh, uh, this hurdle that we have. And so Taha continued to work in her class. And we all accepted that the class teacher would not be able to work with Taha. And so we had another resource teacher in there because life on the spectrum is a parallel path. It, it sometimes intersects with the, the neurotypical path, but most of the time it is a parallel path. And it is not an, a path that is lonely. That's not true. But it is a path where when you're traveling it, um, you realize that there are certain things that are important and then there are certain things that are not that important. And it was not an important fight to have with the school that the class teacher is not paying attention to my child. As long as my child was in school, was happy, was learning, um, it didn't seem to be a, a big enough uh, uh, reason to have a fight on. And there was no reason to have any fight. The school uh, was was the support that we needed for our child to progress. So fighting out of the <laughs> issue completely. Um, so class one was a little difficult because they were trying to get the children to come and sit in the right places and be attentive and do their work. You know, they discipline introduced a little Taha worked with the resource teacher. The resource teacher had to take Taha out many times for his... Uh, sensory needs. He ha he loved to explore the school, and it took him, I think, three years to finish exploring the schools and be school and be done with it. Otherwise, we'd find him on the roof. We'd find him in the clay station. We'd find him uh, uh, with on the music uh, in the music room. We'd find him in the library most of the time because he loved to just look at books. And the love that he was shown and the freedom that he was given by not just the headmistress, but mm. every other teacher. It was like a flow from 
the headmistress all the way down to uh, the gatekeeper uh, and the ayas ke ye bachcha is okay he is okay to roam about and don't stop him because uh, stopping him and bringing dragging him back to class was not the solution so they said okay if everybody if he is not disturbing everybody and if he is out on a stroll it's okay he'll come back and they devised matlab kg1 ki ek baat hai the class teacher was so intelligent i would say ki she devised a strategy where she when taha would run out of the class because he no longer wanted to sit in an enclosed environment she would uh, uh, she would tell five other kids to run after him and they would run after him catch him and bring him back so it was probably one of the best things that was happening and these teachers were learning to deal yes, with an autistic true. child they'd never had an autistic child in school before um but the empathy and the compassion and the love and the understanding they showed huh. it's it's amazing how many people were there to support us in on our journey on taha's journey and how much they learned along along that journey um class 2 was more disciplined we had a different resource teacher even then huh. taha was still having lots of fun in class matlab birthdays bhi hoti thi sports day bhi hota tha um i do remember ke class 1 ka sports day mein we did not participate because uh, at that point in time the sports teacher did not give consideration to special needs so she kind of sidelined taha ke this child can do the turtle race and taha did not have the ability to do a turtle race and uh, there was no appeal so i was like on i the, i didn't feel like i was being understood uh, and i said okay uh, if if it's not happening then it's not happening it does, it's again not something i need to have a um a fight about so we didn't go to class 1 ka sports day and um, that was it it's okay nahi hua but uh, class 2 mein uh, we 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 did a sports day and taha um, was and i and before it was going to happen i went ahead and i talked to the headmistress and i talked to the teachers and i made sure that they understood ke what his strengths were and whom he could he he would work best with so taha had formed some kind of relationship i'm i'm hesitant to call them friendships because to me that friendship means so much more but there were relationships nonetheless uh jo class 2 ke bachon ki relationships hoti hain especially ladkon ki um <laughs> ek dusre se uh, ko uh, maar peetna ya you know just uh, just being around each other i, I would say class 2 mein aur kya hota hai so he he had um, become really fond of this one child and i went to the headmistress assign i said uh-huh. if you want him to participate and to run in a straight line because taha could not run in a straight line not because of his muscle issues but because he got distracted while running and would run off off the of the lane and run off in another direction and uh, so i said if you want him to run in a straight line you pair him up with this child because when nile will run taha will run with him so it, it didn't work out uh, exactly as i had planned but it worked fairly well that's brilliant uh, fazia mai yahan pe i have to say the kudos to you that you were constantly figure out figuring out ways you know to help him to do things for him whether it's sports day whether it's you know uh, settling in school 
you had to make your strategies i mean i do understand the school had no support of their own and for them to help my child i had to make sure that i help them that i gave them enough tools for them not to feel defensive kyunki ye bhi to hota hai na ki hum school hain hame sab kuch pata hai hame aana chahiye and wo bechare usi mein agar if they would wallow in that then they would not be able to help my child so it was it's the the i i would tell my husband please you go and uh, talk to the headmistress because i think she likes you more than she likes me uh, <laughs> you know i would i would do that as well but but uh, telling them strategies or you know <laughs> tiptoeing around them so that they don't feel that they don't know anything and uh, but but the biggest thing what that they were doing was they were allowing my child to be in a mainstream environment where uh, he could interact with other children and other teachers which i could not do by myself so um I, I, there is no other option you have to educate and you have to do it in such a manner mm-hmm. that um that that will help your child and agar nahi hota then you move on you don't You, you you there's no point in wallowing in in that ki oh ye nahi hua kyunki there are going to be so many things jo nahi ho payengi koi baat nahi aage chalte hain kuch aur ho jayega alamia har darwaze ke piche aapke liye koi na koi ek insaan khada hota hai jo aapki madad karne ke liye taiyar hota hai we found so many people who have not been related to us have no interest in us matlab ek dafa unse relationship khatam ho gayi to Uh, we don't even we don't even message they're not my relatives why would we but they have been staunch supporters they have been incredible supporters of my child while he was in school so um then the journey was from moving from kindergarten section which was class 2 mm. to the bigger section uh which was class 3 and um i remember thinking how this is going to happen and i i I had volunteered at the school as well for no other reason than to see the inner workings of the school and I knew how much compassion and empathy the teachers had how um children who were neurotypicals but were lagging behind in math in reading in 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 these kind of very basic skills were being helped um and and the parents had no idea that they were being helped and there were strategies that being were being devised and there were logs that we were being maintained okay uh your reading program if you remember there was an october reading program the teachers would know okay the bachcha is lagging behind and no no notes were being sent to the to the parents ke bhai this person is being lagging behind they would take the child separately they would spend 10 15 20 30 minutes and i remember um, when i was volunteering in my um, my daughter's class who is a year and a half ahead of taha and and there were three four neurotypical children who were lagging behind and they they'd been assigned to me and I, the the strategy that was devised for them is um read one line at a time and cover the rest of the line so that they wouldn't get distracted and this is a a, a very well known strategy for uh reading for with autistic children so th- or even hyperactive children so that they were able to focus on that word or that line rather than entire text and then get overwhelmed um so so really really teeny things that the school was doing that you could see were were foundations uh mm. for neurotypical children and they were helping my child as well but in in its entirety the support that we always got always being ready to listen to us 
instead of telling us, no, you don't know anything. Either you get with the program or you're out. That, that never happened till class two. When we entered class three, which was the junior section, there changed and uh, the school also, premises also changed. But again, the school stepped in, the kindergarten school stepped in very, very uh, nicely and did a transition for um, Taha as well as the other children in class two. So the children were uh, always taken to, do, to visit the bigger school, to let them know now this is going to be your school. You know, the transition that occurs. And looking back, I think her, everything needs transition because you have to be prepared and, you and, and preparation lessens the anxieties. And the, ch the school was doing that. They were preparing the children. You're going to be graduating from this campus. You're going to be going to a new campus. Ma. They're going to be different teachers, a bigger campus, different uh, administration, different principal. So they were doing that. For Taha, what they did was they, they prepared a, a transition note for the uh, department, for the administration, as well as the uh, learning department at the junior school citing his challenges as well as his uh, strengths so that the new teacher would be fully abreast of what was going to be coming in or who was going to be coming into her class. She would know that this child would need special need, uh, special attention and would accordingly prepare herself, uh, which I thought was an amazing feature. They even went ahead and had uh, gave us the opportunity to meet with the class teacher so that we could also um, uh, meet with her, tell her our um, uh, uh, things that we knew about our child that nobody else would probably know. And obviously uh, uh, create a rapport between the teacher and the parents so that if there were any cases where they needed our help, we could step in. The school has always had always been of the opinion that we have the teaching taken care of. So you don't need to worry about it. This I had always heard from my eldest son downwards. And I was okay with that. I mean, you obviously you are educationists, you know what you're talking about. And they did a number of things under that uh, umbrella, mm. um, which were good for the children, because this was a progressive school. They, they introduced a number of learning modules, taekwondo, um, they introduced uh, rollerblading, there was horseback riding, there was sailing for some children who could afford it. There was photography from uh, older children in the, uh, in the higher classes. So and those were the things that you wanted to nurture. The education system we come from, those weren't important. Uh, the humanities was always considered to be a weak area. But as I've grown up, I've realized the humanities is actually the strength. And the morality is the strength. Those are the things you have to teach children when they're young, not the sciences. The sciences are a side subject, actually. Yeah. That should not be the focus. Uh, being kind being civically uh, inclined, being socially uh, empathetic. These are the things that uh, children from a very young age need to be taught to become wholesome, holistic human beings. So they were the school was trying their best to do that in the little time that they did have. So eight o'clock till two, they didn't even have it till four. Eight o'clock till two, May they would jam everything in their education as well as uh, the le extra learning that they could do. Um, but we faced um, challenges in the junior school. Um, the, the class size was one of them. Um, lack of training for attending special needs was another. Um, we know that this is, a, this is a recurring theme because 
we're still a very young country and uh, uh, and our people are still being educated in ma- in many areas and teachers they need constant training it's not just ek dafa train kar diya and they should know it it's a six month cycle six months mein everything purges out of their system and they have to be trained again to understand how to work with uh, special needs and neurotypical alike. so some of the pitfalls of that was my child was not um I was sitting at the back of the class in a class of 31 children um class size bad gaya uh, teacher ke paas assistant nahi thi we'd put in a resource teacher but the resource teacher can only do so much work without um constant vision of the class teacher um four months into the term when taha was working with the resource teacher the class teacher comes up and says that and that to me was okay, that means you haven't even you you haven't taken a second or a minute to find out the personality of each child that is in your class um but that was but, but they've got 31 children in there the class size wow. was too much she couldn't handle it um so hamara class 3 went by like this taha was again at that point in time I, and i would say say this about him now as well um despite the fact that alhamdulillah he has cognition he is he never asks about friends um and uswak me class 3 maybe he had children around him but he was own company as well um he he wouldn't leave the room without permission but he would want to and which is now termed as sensory breaks um all children who are on the spe- spectrum require sensory breaks so d- aside from having a visual schedule which he did not have in class 3 he they also want needed to provide sensory breaks where understanding and support should have been provided for a child who is on the spectrum who needed to uh, go outside take a 5 minute break walk around the school and come back um unfortunately the understanding for that was not there and uh, and so taha was forced to be in class all day long like all the other children it didn't matter to him uh, again alhamdulillah lami has been very kind he he's a happy child so it didn't matter to him he was happy in class he was happy outside um his interaction with his classmates was on a very basic level um thoda mujhe nazar aa raha tha ke as the children are growing the 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 problems of bullying and the prog- pro- problems of uh, of of all children who are on the spectrum to be used by um, neurotypical children uh, were were going were coming they were hap- almost coming um, and these children are at this point 10 years of age hmm. 9 or 10 years of age uh, but at the same time there were melas there were sports day there were um, skits and taha was allowed to participate given some some role um, and that was fine that was fine as parents hum hum apne bacche ko khush dekh le and that was just enough for us to be happy um class 4 um was the last class that taha attended mainstream school um class 4 mein uh, i this well i would start a little before class 4 when we hired our 1 2 3 third uh, resource teacher for class 4 in december we asked her to do an assessment and then we presented that assessment to the school i think in that cycle something went wrong um the school of got offended 
this is my uh, take on it. The school got offended and then decided to do their own assessment. And when they did their assessment, they came back and they said, well, he's not up to our assessment. So when we had a meeting, we said, yeah, that's fine. Uh, he isn't supposed to be. He's, in, he's not a neurotypical child. And at that point, the school was already on board with making uh, IEPs, with uh, altering the, uh, the testing environments, as well as the testing material. So Taha was doing fine. And we weren't getting any reports of uh, there was something going on. But we started to get reports after that. We started to get reports that um, he's not sitting in class. He's not allowing them to, uh, allowing the other children to uh, concentrate. He's disturbing them. This, this kept on coming every two weeks. And we were called in every two weeks to have a meeting with the principal. It would not be uh, um, unfair to, to say that the school was also going through a difficult period in, in those times. They had lost the um, alternative learning department head and were trying to um, take measures to continue to provide support to special needs children. But they didn't have uh, the people they needed for that particular assignment. So the school was also having their share of uh, trouble at that time. These are things we start. We understood later when we looked back and thought, "Okay, this could have been the." So at the at almost the culmination of class four, around March, we got a letter saying we can no longer provide um, a, a good learning environment, and we think he would be better somewhere else. At that point, Taha was ten years of age. He was in class four, um, and one of the things we had spoken repeatedly about to the principal was. We want him to stay in mainstream, not because of the academics, but because of his social contact, because we didn't think or we didn't know how to provide that. And looking back, I think this is um, our weakness. As parents, we want kuch to ho jai, koi to dos ban jai. He may have some friend, something. So that's a hope that we have that when we send them to school, somebody will be their friend. Yeah. But unless an active engagement is made or an active um, uh, yeah. purpose is, is uh, conducted, that will never happen. Friends are made organically, but also an environment and an education has to be provided around it. Education, awareness has to be provided around it. The, the lady who was uh, running the special needs department at the school had 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 done many strategies and when she left those strategies just fell flat the school was just trying to continue uh, providing as much support as they could and they couldn't do anything more than what they were doing at that time so it i could not understand when we got that letter uh, that what was happening because we had spoken about this multiple times that up you know uh, please don't throw our child out of school we're, we're trying for him to be in a mainstream environment. He's the youngest of our two, two children. All three kids were in the same school. And aside from all of that, we had volunteered and set up the computer science department at the school. And we were teaching at the school as well. So, but not, none of that worked. Uh, the reason I say all of that is because Alamia had another plan. Alamia's plan was a better plan. And we didn't know. And uh, yeah. when I read the ayat, which says some things are bad for you, but you don't know it. And some things are good for you, but you don't know it. That is truly what describes what happened. So they basically gave up on Taha. 
we got a letter saying he is he that's it uh, so he would not be coming back for class 5 and um, we were shattered we didn't know what to do i did take him to two three other schools because in march it was already too late for admissions in other schools other schools had already had their admission cycle go uh, through their december to january february cycle hota hai and um, i did i went we did they they tested but it wasn't the testing it was more the fact that they didn't really no other school had um space for another special needs child they were already carrying their own special needs children from nursery so they didn't have space and i can understand that and a 10 year old child a 10 year old boy uh, generally agar bahut functional hota to maybe i can't say i can't say but that was the door that allamia wanted us to close and leave because there were so many things that were going to happen after that so that was and that was that that was the turn of the key um when no other school was willing to take taha um we decided ke if if nobody can do um do the deed then we will have to do it because taha's education is still paramount he still has to be educated he still has to have an environment where he's learning mm. and it's not that he can't learn it's just that you have to figure out a way where he can learn and so um you know ab now i'm going to again tell you ke when when you feel like everything is collapsing around you and there is no hope there is no way that things will work out alamia sends some form of help and at that point in time my mother sold off her clinic she's a doctor and she had been running her uh, maternity home for a while and that year the year that school gave up on taha my mother sold her clinic so i got an influx of a uh, good amount of cash and my father in law was uh, retired so he was available um and third we had recently um not bought but taken up a place where uh, there was enough room for a small tiny home school to be created so we would work upstairs and the basement was available to be enclosed and to be built up mm. so my father in law in two months uh, and and the, the great part of this is everything was just standing it just had to be uh, enclosed so he got some pvc um, tempered glass uh, fittings and uh, voila things were created and set up and taha school came into being and uh, now the school hmm. itself doesn't mean anything if you don't have uh, anybody to teach taha um and even though looking back i think i was already homeschooling him from when he was very little because bringing him home doing the homework doing extra work so that he would be able to catch up all of that is part of uh, uh, teaching your child we were already doing all of that but um his resource teacher moved with us uh, and she was yes. uh, approached by the school many many times after that oh he's gone so you are must be uh, available but she stayed with us she was incredibly loyal and she's still with us even after 5 years she's still with us then alamia sent uh, a retired uh, english teacher 
who was looking for a job, she joined us. Uh, and thirdly, Alamia sent us a male teacher, a math teacher who had worked at Karachi Public School. And he was looking to give back and he had a special needs brother of his own uh, who had, uh, who, who my husband had uh, mentored. So he wanted to join. All of this fell into place by itself within yes, three months. So we, we, May May Khatam Hua Hai School, Mahawental May, and then August May we started again. June, July, August, yes. All of this came together in three months. And um, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Uh, wow. I mean, I, when I look at these teachers and I ask them, what were you thinking? There was just one child. What were you thinking? You're leaving all that you have and coming and teaching one child. And when they talk, they say, uh, we've learned so much from this one child. From what you have shown us how to do, we can now do that with other children. And it doesn't make any sense to me. It still doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, uh, first, because we could experiment with our own child for a year with these three teachers. And we saw amazing results. He was a different person, a different child. Um, uh, the year after that, somebody completely out of the blue who was, who'd returned to Pakistan from Finland, um, her child was, I think, uh, six, seven at that time, uh, when Taha was 10. Uh, they approached us. I don't know how they found us, but they found us. Somebody told them. And they reached us. And there is no uh, title or marker outside of the office. We have an office. The office ka basement is the school area. Um, and when they came to meet us uh, and down, their child hopped up and sat in my lap. And they were, they were thinking, what? How did this happen? He's not like that. And uh, it, seemed like, it seemed that that child was so comfortable in that environment in mm. the school area that it, mm. it, it, it was a no-brainer for them. They said, please, you know, this, this is it. For us, it was a social interaction uh, opportunity for Taha. So even though this child was three years uh, younger and non-verbal, uh, we said, yeah, of course. And he's still... Mm. And then we had um, another, uh, another autistic girl. Uh, when we started this, in my mind, it was trying for boys wow. because ladkiya are able to mask better. And then um, in our environment, in our culture, ladkiyon ko ghar pe jata hai zyada. The mothers take over, they start designing, they start to do stitching. So the girls are better. Um, I don't know if it better as a way, but... Girls are handled in a in a different way, and then of course parents here in Pakistan are more protective of their girls. So being autistic becomes just uh, just another thing to worry about. So in my mind, I when I started this, I said this is going to be for boys, mm. um, and this is going to be for autistic boys after the age of ten, because that's mm. when the schools give up. That's when the boys start to become bigger. They start to have their uh, uh, personalities developing. They start to negotiate. And instead of appreciating that cognitive evolutionary cycle, we say, oh, behavior again, behavior okay. And uh, that's, where, that's when things start to break. That's when the school starts to give up. 
So I said, if we're going yeah. to do this, um, yeah. because when I started, I said, uh, if if it's a fataha and if it if we extend this, then it's going to be for boys. So that the uh-huh. boys have an opportunity to interact, to be educated, have learning opportunities, but also have social opportunities. Um, even though I had said that when this girl came, I said I can't stop. I she needs help. Yeah, that's very important. And I myself, I am not an educationist. I'm not a teacher. I'm just a parent. So I told, yeah. um, I, whenever somebody comes, I tell them, if you're interested, you have to be the owner of this. You have to make sure that your child, whom you know the best, you have to be, uh, uh, you have to make their IP with the teachers. I am just here as an administrator or as a provider of the interface. But you have to be, if you don't work hands-on with your child, where there's very little I can do. So every time somebody came in, that was our criteria. If you work with your child, you're welcome. If you don't, there's nothing I can do yeah, because definitely. providing a place can only go so far. Um, she was here with us for about a year and a half. And I think then she left um, primarily because her parents were having a difficult time with her growing Absolutely. up, puberty issues, stuff like that, and had their own challenges at home. Then we have a third child, a fourth child who is with us now, who, who who has spent a year and a half with us. He came from another school and he was incredibly depressed. And there were so many behaviors because he was just a young boy wanting attention and love. That's all. Within a few months, his scratching, his spitting, his peeing, all he wanted was to be loved and to be uh, and to be given attention. And he wasn't getting that at the mainstream school. Um, and within a few months, Vosari Chizan sort out Hogi. And now, mashallah, mashallah, he's also learning and he's also growing. And now those two are 12, and my son is 15. That's great, Fazia. It's such a beautiful oh, it's a it's it's going it's uh, an uphill battle quickly, again. What would you advise parents that <laughs> so, have teenagers on this <laughs> Because you know, at the heart of that battle is a a very young <laughs> and uh, growing child who himself does not know uh, what he's going through and your support your understanding your compassion is the only thing anchoring him to this world so you have to be very clear on providing that to him be it for uh, the very, very private moments when they fondle themselves or when they have erections or when they have, and this is specifically for boys that I'm talking about. I don't have experience with girls, but for teenage boys, when they have those hormonal changes that they cannot possibly control, it is coming from Alamia to educate them, to make sure that they know before puberty hits, they know what private and public parts are. Uh, they know what they can and cannot do. It is a disservice to assume that they will know by themselves when we don't teach them. If they have an erection, how will they know they have an erection? You have to teach them, look, have an erection. This is all part of being in the puberty cycle. Go and sit in the bathroom and put water on your uh, pee-pee or penis and uh, and it'll go away. It's not, not a big deal. But if you don't that, if you as parents don't 
handle these situations mm. delicately and with compassion and understanding, then it goes in a direction where coming back from is going to be very difficult. And I, I, you, I, this is not me. This is people telling me loads of experience from other parents saying, okay, you have to teach them. Teach them how to do things and don't be fussy about it and don't be hindered by your own uh, issues because we don't as as a society uh, culturally mm-hmm. even religiously we don't talk about these kind of things but this is our responsibility as their parents they cannot learn from anyone yes they can't learn from anybody yes. else we are not this is what their responsibility is teach them about not hugging other people teach them about family teach them about strangers teach them about danger teach them about private parts much earlier some uh, some research was because it takes them so it takes them long to understand and internalize start early start at 9 years of age start talking about deodorants and using them let them use deodorants so that when they actually have hormonal changes they don't smell like the truck driver or the gatekeeper who don't have the facilities that you can provide your child and teach them to to have a shower morning and night and perhaps in the day as well teach them to clean themselves teach them to you know like you teach them to do brushing right you teach them to spit the pani out of their mouth it is the same thing you just have to make a list and you have to plow through that list it's the same thing thank you so much fazia it was lovely uh, hearing your story main itni zyada involved ho gayi aapki story mein aapne itne khoobsurti se itne maze se and you know i think i We're learned a lot learning from, from each other shaza after hearing thank you so story. much for having me thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to share our stories <laughs> this the most intimate feelings that we have <laughs> and i hope uh, people can learn from uh, our experiences yeah. inshallah we look forward to our listeners feedback on today's show reach out to us for questions you may listen to our episodes on spotify apple itunes or google podcasts Don't forget to follow advocates underscore untangle little minds on Instagram for more updates. Have a very good night, everyone.